0: Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Recipe for Success, brought to you by Junior Achievement of South Florida. I'm Laurie Salarulo and I'm your host for today. Uh, It is such an honor to be the CEO of uh, an organization like Junior Achievement where we are preparing young students for entrepreneurship, work, uh, and of course for financial freedom and, and prosperity. And so I really enjoy doing this show. I get to hear from uh, entrepreneurs and leaders about their ingredients to success and share that with all of you and so, and connect you with these amazing leaders. So this uh, week, I am so proud uh, to be able to host uh, our guest today, uh, Ms. Susie Levan, who is the president and CEO of Susie Levan and Associates and Beehive Publishing, I've known Susie for many, many years, dear friend, an amazing woman, and so let's bring her into our little world. Hello there.
1: Hi, Lori. Lori.
0: How are you?
1: So happy to be with you today.
0: Oh, I am so thrilled. Um, I, I was introducing you, and I don't know if you could hear me say that I've known you for Many years, you know, um, and you've watched, you've Wait, seen. We, want, <laughs> let's not really say how so many. <laughs> Don't uh, we, uh, you've seen my children, you know, grow up from le- very little uh, all the way up, and um, watched each other little. go through some reinventions, right, and reiterations of ourselves uh, and businesses, right. and so. Um, I'm so thrilled uh, to be able to share to for you to share your wisdom with our followers and our listeners. So, um, but share with me a little bit today, um, just how you um, got to where you are today, right? Talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey um, as a woman. I think that that plays into this, right? Because I think that um, when you started out as an entrepreneur right? Um, Things are a little bit different than today. So share with us a little bit about your journey.
1: Well, you are so right. Um, I started a very long time ago. I don't want to talk about the the then, but uh, my dad actually was one of the first people that I really enjoyed watching and learning from. I was his kick, his little right-hand person, uh, his project manager. He was in construction, and I saw him really grow uh, into a, a serious entrepreneur by buying and flipping houses. So I mm-hmm. learned how to do that with my father. And uh, he was a plasterer. And he worked 24 hours a day. I'm not kidding you, seven days a week. He would buy houses because he wanted us to move from a rental to a home that, that he was proud of, that he had now uh, changed the kitchen, the bathrooms, the flooring, the walls. And I learned all of those aspects from him. And then my, my maternal grandmother, God rest her soul and God rest my dad's soul, both of them passed away long ago, um, decided that she wanted to earn some extra money. And even though she babysat the grandkids and there were a lot of us, she ended up buying a double wide playpen and um, got neighborhood uh, children during the day from eight to five so that the, that the mothers could go work. And she was making extra money. And I don't know how long ago or how long you've been in Florida, but there used to be a department store called J. Byron's.
0: Right.
1: Well, that was like to have a J. Byron's card was like the creme of the creme. My parents and my grandparents were immigrants from Cuba. And so we were, you know, one of the few people in the neighborhood that actually had to learn how to speak English. In fact, when I was in first grade, my first language was Spanish. I had to learn how to speak English. And for six Mm -hmm. months, I had no idea. What the teacher was saying. I was literally, my mother would drag me to school. I was crying every single day. I didn't understand what they were saying. But the kind Mrs. Anderson, my teacher, which I will never forget, um, took me under her wing. And, you know, as, as a six year old, you'll learn the language very quickly. And I would watch TV and I would uh, listen to the children. And I got to learn English. So that uh, that was a very interesting time for me. Yeah. Um, and my my grandfather played Berlitz records, learning the language. He worked in an eyeglass factory. So everyone in my family was the their their religion was work and entrepreneurship and how to get ahead, because that's what it was about. So I learned a lot from each and every one of them. So in high school, um, something came up where I was able to sign up for a course called Vocational Office Education. And for 11th and 12th grade, I got to learn a lot about business, business management, business law, typing, shorthand, and um, a vocation, if you will. And in fact, during this, that summer, between my 11th and 12th grade, I got to go to Eastern Airlines and intern there, which I, myself and another student were the ones chosen. So it was a huge deal. And I, I mean, it was beyond anything I could have imagined. And so that really started me on the, quote unquote, you know, being in business. I loved every minute of it. It was very Mad Men kind of time where everybody was drinking and smoking and wearing stockings and looking cool and, you know, <laughs> back in the day. I don't want to say when what the day is, but, um, you know, that took me a long way. I then took a lot of other business courses and... Um, landed at a job uh, from 1972 to 1988, where I grew up the ladder. Um, came in as secretary to the president, and then by the time I I um, left the company, I was chief operating officer, and had learned a lot about running a company and a business because it had started it down at the bottom. I started at the bottom, so we got to grow together, and so everything from the mailroom to uh, you know, marketing, to to uh, accounting, to property management, to every aspect of the business, I now learned right. because I was there at, at the right time.
0: So, so that was very exciting. So, so to come from the bottom to to become a chief operating officer, right, is, is pretty amazing. Um, what is it, if you could maybe pinpoint one or two things that you think um, what made you stand out, right? Especially in this time, people are are, are out of jobs. Um, we're, we're into a, a whole new technological age, right? And so, well, you obviously made yourself extremely valuable to the company. Um, so can you maybe share one or two things that you think were critical to you advancing the way you did through the company?
1: You know, I think it's work- work uh, ethic which family basically had taught me and I and I watched as I grew up um, working long hours persevering um, being on call for anything and everything Um, so I I I knew that they knew that I cared about the company it wasn't just about a you know an hourly or a or a salary Mm -hmm. I was there to support company and I was their best employee and that's how I saw it but I felt that I was an owner I didn't treat it as if it were somebody else's company I treated it like I owned the company and I managed the dollars I managed what came in what came out if I hired people I wanted them to be smarter than me to give me more knowledge and to and to make everything better so it um, you know, and as a boss, people always said to me, what I love about you is that you're always happy, you're always upbeat, you're always authentic, and you're always honest, no matter what the news is that you have to, you know, tell somebody. And I think that's very important when you are a boss, right? And, and also celebrate and have fun and celebrate other people's achievements.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you you talk about mindset, right? That ownership mindset. And I think that's You know, I've heard people say, you know, Junior Achievement, because Alan was an alumni. So I know you know a lot about it. You all have been supporting us for many years. Thank you. Um, And so it's interesting because I've heard people have said to me, oh, but, you know, not every kid wants to become an entrepreneur. And, And that's not what we're trying to do, right? At the end of the day, if they decide to become an entrepreneur, that's great. And if they don't, that's okay, too. But there is an employee mindset and there's an ownership entrepreneur mindset. And so I think you hit the nail on the head. And that's what we're trying to do.
1: I think that's how you stand out. I think that's also how you go up the ladder. When people say to me, you know, as a woman, to me, I had reached what I thought was that glass ceiling in that I left the company. I know I would have been the president. It was just a matter of I had a I was a victim of a crime in 1988 and so I know I no longer went back to work to that to that position if you will and so my life changed radically but it, I would have stayed there doing what I was doing and I know that I would have continued moving up the ladder I was very fortunate that I stood out not just because I was a woman but because I treated everything um as an owner um, it's just my, just my personality for instance when I was in, in uh, junior high, I sold Girl Scout cookies and, you know, my just like my grandchildren today, they are like, you know, sending out emails and getting people to get more cookies and all the things that they do. I did it back then, back in the day when it was you, you were knocking on doors. Right. I was raising money for March and filling up the little card. I was selling T-shirts and and designing teddy bears. So I was always trying to figure out how to make money. In fact, at 15, I went to work um, on the weekends because I wanted Ouijuns. You remember Ouijuns where you put the little penny loafers? Oh, right. right. And the madras uh, wraparound skirts. And anyway, those were the clothing that was the, the hip kids would wear. My dad said to me, If you want those clothes, you'll have to go work for them. Yeah. So I immediately got a job at Eagle Army Navy, and I told them I was 16 when I wasn't. And from Saturdays and Sundays, I would work at Eagle Army Navy to earn my money. And again, I was learning how to use a cash register, customer service, filling the the shelves, you know, making sure the inventory. I mean, there was a lot of parts. It's not just a job. And I... I always take everything, like when I read a book, Lori, I'm a voracious reader, and it's something I really want to leave your audience with, and that is, when you read a book, read it as if you're going to teach it to someone else.
0: Right. Yeah. Because you learn
1: it. And that's, I mean, I read a lot of self-help books, and so I always, and of course, I teach my wisdom circle, which I've been teaching for the last 25 years of of you know, C-suite women, mm-hmm.
0: professional
1: women, that um, really look forward to receiving uh, knowledge, information, feedback, um, and and professional advice. Really, so um, mm-hmm. so after 1998 I, I through 1994, I was able to go through some therapy and went back to school. Became a pastoral counselor a life coach, a hypnotherapist, a teacher of meditation, a Reiki master. I did a lot because I felt that I needed new credentials for what my next part of my journey was going to be. And that was about, period, empowering women. That was what I knew my passion and purpose was now in this lifetime. And then um, I created in 1999 the Work-Life Balance Institute for Women which was a 501 C three. And from there, one of the projects was balance magazine, the work life balance Institute also created our annual conferences with 1500 women at signature grand. You were there.
0: I was there.
1: And our power networking luncheons. And you know what I still, today I am so close with my staff. We closed in 2009. So it's almost 11 years now and um so it's been really an amazing that was a wild ride and i would not change that for the world because i got to spend time with so many amazing women
0: they changed my life forever Mm -hmm. so so having you know and and doing what you still do with the with the circle and and the um all of the these like you said high powered high level executives um what is the one thing, Susie, if you if you were to say, what is what is that one thing, that one ingredient, right? We call it the main ingredient of the recipe that that you really try to leave them with, right? And and you think is kind of that one key to their success, whether it's spiritual, uh, physical, mental, what would that be? I want to know.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, it's a really good question. And honestly, what I share with my group uh, and still do to this day is meditation is my superpower. Mm. Meditation. And a lot of people are confused of what meditation is. And, um, you know, they think it's something uh, ooga booga or something complicated or something difficult or something. In fact, I tell people and they go, oh, I can't meditate. You know, I can't quiet my mind. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I say to them, you know, that's not what a meditation is. Meditation is about really connecting with your breath and breathing and being focused with that breath. Do you yes. breathe? The answer is, of course. So then everyone can meditate. Um, I mean, we do all have 60,000 thoughts, and meditation is not about turning off those thoughts because mm-hmm. you never will. So it's really about connecting with that. And what happens with meditation, Lori? It makes you more productive. It allows you to sleep better. It gives you a mental clarity that you didn't have before. You receive all sorts of intuitive thoughts that come in that make you a better employee, boss, uh, individual, better with your relationships. If there's scientific, uh, Mm -hmm. proven scientific studies of the power and the benefits of meditation. So it really doesn't require um, a whole lot of time. And we're very lucky that today um there are youtube videos there are apps there are classes and in fact on my website at gettoforgiveness.com/meditation i gifted the universe with two meditation guided visualizations for anyone to be able to to listen to
0: right and
1: so that's really my superpower and i uh, reinforce that every time we meet because it's something that ch- changed my life when i was- needed to heal All right. And without learning it 32 years ago, I don't think I would be in the same place today. It changed my life forever. It brought such peace. It brought such peace into my heart. And in my mind, it got rid of stress and anxiety, especially today with with what's going on. If people just meditated for five minutes, five minutes, Lori, twice a day, it would change how their whole perspective would change as to what's going on. We can't change what's happening outside of us exactly all we could do is all we can do is change what's happening inside of us and right. once you are in, in a different place literally it will change how you act how you react what your <laughs> thoughts are my favorite book and i'll leave you with this is by victor frankel man's search for meaning
0: mm.
1: there's a psychiatrist that actually um survived the Holocaust and in his book he talks about the fact that the Nazis controlled everything about his life you know where he slept what he ate what he did all day long but what they couldn't control was his thoughts right Mm -hmm. right his thoughts and what did he think about he thought about the beauty of nature Mm -hmm. the blue sky the green grass which by the way didn't exist it was freezing it was cold you know, he, he didn't have any shoes on. He got two pieces of bread a week. You know, but his mind, he decided that he would control his mind and, and he was hoping to see his wife and he would visualize his beautiful wife and he would want to see her again. And so he created a, a purpose and a meaning to be able to survive. And guess what? While others gave up, he survived. And this book, by the way, has sold millions and millions of copy, yeah. copies because... Of that message, only you can control your thoughts. Yep. No one can change that, and that will change everything else about your
0: exterior. absolutely. So, so I mean, so many good things that I I, I write my notes as I'm going because I want to make sure that I remember um, the things mm-hmm. that everybody shares. Um, and so, um, a magazine of uh, being a CEO, uh, doing conferences, writing books uh your circle right and and perfect consulting with women and 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 guiding them and mm-hmm. coaching them what's next for Susie Levan because I know you're not <laughs>
1: um you know what I I take one step at a time I'm very very uh, excited to be working with Duray and company who have put out a tremendous amount of effort um publicizing and um making sure um, Getting to forgiveness was a number one Amazon book, uh, like a week after it came out. Now, Woo! I was very excited. And that was a milestone, and um, I just had a fabulous article on U.S. News and World Report, and on Yahoo, and on Martha Stewart, and on. Uh, I, I they have just done a tremendous amount of things that I could have not done by myself. So it's all about having a team of people that are there to support you and um, you know, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a blog, maybe it's a movie, which is really my, I think my goal, I would love getting to forgiveness to become a movie. And so I'm putting that out there for the universe to see if the possibility exists.
0: Yes. I think uh, probably you were the person who taught me about putting things out there to the universe for sure. Um, because I know I didn't know that before I met you. And so thank you for for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many good things. I mean, talking about work ethic, right? And how that has really been so much a part of your life and everything that you have done and everything that you have accomplished. Um, that ownership mindset, whether right. you own the company or not, so important, right? For, um, and, and and I say that all the time and it's really been interesting during this time to watch our team go from being employees to that mindset, that ownership mindset, because they're saying, hey, wait a minute, we gotta pull together here and make it through this, right? She can only do so much as the CEO, but we've gotta pull together and figure out what this is gonna look like going forward. And so watching them, I have to tell you, has been one of the greatest rewards for me during this time is watching them grow um, and really shifting their mindset. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I I love you said, yeah, you talked about um, hiring and surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. And I think that is such a key for for us to grow. We don't have to know everything. We can have people who are smarter, Um, you know, meditation.
1: Who are you going to learn from if it's not from someone else? I mean, you know.
0: Exactly, exactly. And
1: uh, I will always always be a student of everything, because that's how you get to do and learn from others.
0: Yeah. And you know, you said you love to read self-help books. I'm I'm a leadership development geek, I guess. I mean, if you look at my desk, there are seven books there that either I've read, and there's a couple that I'm about to read. And they're all around growing and learning. to be a a, a leader, uh, whether it's in the community, whether it's in my family, whether it's with our team and our organization, so whatever it is. The other thing then, and you mentioned internships and and work experience. And I love when I hear people talk about that because it really just reinforces for me the importance of what we're doing with these young people, especially with our high schoolers going through that entrepreneurial program or through the career-bound program and preparing them for work. We are the only junior achievement putting kids in jobs uh, at the end of those programs. And so I know I learned a lot of my job skills, right? And and absolutely the things that helped to make me successful were learned on the job by experiencing them. By by seeing leaders like you who I knew I wanted to be like and seeing leaders who I knew I didn't wanna be like, right? That's how I learned. And so it's so important that we make sure that we give young people today that same opportunity that we have right and so thank you for sharing that um and then i meditation if we can leave anybody with that one superpower that one main ingredient right it's it's taking that five minutes in the morning five minutes in the afternoon or in the evening to just connect with yourself and, and your soul and 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 just um focus on like you said your, your thoughts and and what's that the Lori it's four, it's you take a
1: deep breath a deep belly breath you breathe in four seconds you close your eyes right now deep breath four seconds hold hold for a count of four and exhale to a count of four through your mouth like you're blowing a balloon
0: you know it just relaxes you instantly
1: Instantly you do that four or five times, put a timer on either your, your phone or or egg timer and you know, your stress levels go down. Hey Patrick. Look who I got,
0: so Patrick is the producer of the show. It is pretty hey much almost inevitable that he will make an appearance on most shows.
1: It was this big when are I you, met him.
0: Are you, Patrick, like, I down. Down. say hi Hi. Well, that's that's my cue. When Patrick gets on the set, I know it's time. The producer is telling me that I need to end the show. But you know Thanks. that I, I adore you, and thank you so much for sharing. I, because your perspective, thank you, my love. Um, your perspective to me is always so so different. I, and I I I that sounds crazy, but I think that it is because you come from because of your training. Uh, and your degrees and your practice uh, and what you've been doing all these years with women, you come from a different place than most business Money. people. And I love yeah. that about you. Thank you, honey. Money. And so, That's I the show? Yeah. so I thank you for that. And I thank you for being with me today. And congratulations on the success of the book. I am looking forward to the movie. We'll keep putting that out there and the podcast and all those things because i know that this journey is not over for you and be well absolutely take care of yourself and your family
1: like love and light to you and your audience thank you Lori.
0: thank you you take care